Welcome to episode 41 or 42 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I think it's 42. Yeah, I think it's 42. I'm clearly prepared as your host, (laughs) Kofi Outlaw, today. And here on the couch with me, probably more prepared than I am right now, is my co-host, Matthew Aguilar. What up, what up? And as a sign that we're also going to be dipping back into the world of wrestling, we have brought back one of our great WWE coverage people, Connor Casey. Thanks Although I feel me. like we're selling you short. Now, you do a whole bunch of anime, too, so you're really part of the anime team as well as the wrestling team. So uh, yeah. I, I help in many areas. Coach. Yeah, yeah, we should, we should stop selling you short on that front. So uh, Connor's back. Because we are going to talk some wrestling. <laughs> Incidentally. I forgot your belt. So foolish. Oh, that's oh, all right, man. Oh, man, yeah. That... I'm still a champion, belt uh, or no belt. I don't worry too much I'm gonna say, about it. I haven't watched since that. And that, we should probably you, say you Kofi missing much. running the belt, since, winning yeah, the belt. Since, that's since, not a that. Since Kofi won. Uh, I am like. I thought you watched Showdown. Did you no, watch I was in Disney. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay. I only watched the Undertaker Goldberg match for the all right. ten minute crap show it was. I only let this crazy foolery conversation go on because I was getting prepared. But now that I am prepared, <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be talking about WWE's upcoming big stomping grounds event. We will be reviewing Toy Story Four. But other than that, we are going to be doing a whole lot of Marvel stuff because apparently when I looked, step back and look at the show, everything in here is Marvel related. So that is apparently what we're going to be doing. I mean, last time was DC, so it balances out, right? Yeah, I know. We did a lot of DC last yeah. time. I just want to make sure that people know we're getting paid by both studios. Oh, yeah, not absolutely. Like one yeah. over the other. In they, fact, they my check this week. Yeah, yeah. DC paid last week. Oh, man. Yeah, these checks clear, and we come in podcast. Mine hasn't I'm, hit yet, so I need I'm just kidding. Please do not write us saying, I knew it all along you guys were paid by Disney. You or baited, something like you that. You baited the hook, and now they're just going to... Well, <laughs> just to let you know, like we're, we're still too broke to be making that kind of money, so, <laughs> so don't give us ideas. But anyway, like I said, we have a lot of Marvel stuff to talk, so we're going to jump right into it. And the first thing we're going to talk about is something that uh, was broken by our very own Brandon Davis. Our all-day cowboy is out there working. He's over in Europe covering Spider-Man Far From Home. And he got to sit down with Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige, and he broke a pretty big scoop, which is that we are getting an Avengers Endgame F-Avatar re-release this weekend in theaters <laughs> with a bunch isn't that the official name i thought that was the official name <laughs> the avatar re-release uh back in theaters this weekend that's going to have some bonus features added to it we are going to get deleted scenes we are going to get a stanley tribute but we're also going to get some kind of after credit scene and this is just kind of set the marvel fandom buzzing with speculation about what this after credit scene could be so, first I'm going to talk to you guys about, we did, I just did a whole article on comicbook.com you should check out uh, before this weekend about what it could be in this post-credit scene, just taking some educated breakdowns and guesses based on where kind of MCU production is, where Phase 4 is, and like what this endgame event is all about. So check that out, but um, I want to know from you guys, Connor, Matt, will you be heading out to see Endgame this weekend again and to help the F- Avatar Initiative? What's that? Next weekend, isn't it? Is it next weekend? I thought it was next weekend. Oh, next weekend. I'm sorry. Uh, next weekend, whenever it happens, and will you be heading out to see it? And what do you think this post credit scene could be? Uh, I mean, to be honest, probably not. I'm probably not going to go see it again. <laughs> I saw it once. Why good, don't you like, want Kevin Feige to have the crown? 
I mean, I, because you guys will go see it. <laughs> Love there's, Avatar like there's that? There's other movies. No, but there's other movies I would rather pay to go see than see that again uh, just for a couple of extra Bonus things. scenes? Stan I mean, Lee tribute. That's you post know, credit scene. I'll read about it the next day. Oh man, <laughs> it's fine. Probably, I'm probably usually read about sometimes. It I'm usually sometimes on the page with you, but like not on this. Yeah, one. I'm good now. Nah, like I'm, no, really? I want to know. It's not worth enough. You're gonna go hours. see it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not. Absolutely, I've been trying to get back out to go see it, and this provided incentive for people like me who have been trying to go see it, but like couldn't get out to see it. And now has, you know, I was able to look at my wife and say, now I have a reason. I need to go see Avengers Endgame again. And that's awesome. Kofi, yeah. I'm actually with you on this one. I've been looking for a reason to see it again because I keep getting told that it's better on a second viewing. Yeah. But I'm just going to take people's word for it. Now I've got a reason. And on top of that, yeah, I'm actually pretty okay with this thing beating Avatar. I want that to happen, by the way. I apparently hope that didn't come across. No, I don't. Not contributing. Apparently, you just I'm not going to help you. Marvel eight times because there's a cat, and you don't want to help us bring it home for the MCU. You, <laughs> you know what you get if you straight. You know what you get if you enjoyed, help us do this. More Captain Marvel. I enjoy so, Captain like, Marvel more than Endgame. Throw up so I mean, for her. it's a better I, movie. I, yeah, well, helping. It's a better helping, movie than Endgame. Helping Endgame Excuse is you? helping yes, Captain Marvel. Helping Endgame is helping. <laughs> I know, but I saw it once. I paid to see it once. I contributed. There's my there's my thing. I don't feel that well, passionately about it. For all you non-haters out there, <laughs> what I'm going to say is, uh, personally speaking, I hope that Marvel either goes one of two ways with this post-credit scene. I hope it's some kind of tease of something in Phase Four. Um, what and we've talked over and over again on different episodes about how you can do that, like. You don't need to introduce any major character reveals or actor reveals. You could just introduce a world or set us on the path towards a, towards a world, a phase four, like, uh, you know, the Eternals. You could just have an Eternals outpost and word begins to reach them that Thanos is dead and galvanizes that whole storyline. Or I hope they go in the opposite direction and just do something kind of heartfelt and meaningful to honor the original six Avengers actors. Uh, something along the lines of the shawarma scene from yeah. the first Avengers and give us some kind of just one last moment with those original six um, that'll really kind of, you know, pull the heartstrings. I mean, I think that's your best bet. I don't think we're going to get some I mean, yeah. far-reaching, like, oh, my God, this would be cool if Phase 4. Like, I would love that, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think it would be something more along the lines well, of... Well, yeah, the things that I said are that there are there's enough in place for Phase 4 that you could do something like Black Widow's been filming, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you could do a Black Widow sizzle reel, and that would be kind of cool for fans because who felt that like Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow getting kind of killed off in the middle of the film and left out of the finale and doesn't get a funeral of her own, like that would be a kind of a cool way to refeature Black Widow as part of this franchise. So for fans like me who thought that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, on the flip side too, um, yeah. The big question is how they're going to introduce like the Eternals. The sizzle reels exist for both Black Widow and uh, and Eternals because they showed both at um, BEA Book Expo America a couple weeks ago, and so they so they they could clearly show something. I kind of don't want them to show any of that. I want them to just wait for Comic Con to like do here, yeah. do those big you know movie things there. What? I'm kind of bummed that I know the Russos said they didn't cut much, but I would much rather have seen a longer cut of the movie than just DVD extras at the end. 
the director's cut, essentially. But I mean, the director. They've said the director's cut is basically their yeah. their film. Their film. Yeah, I mean, I don't got like three hours and fifteen minutes to spend. Like, so I'm good on that. But it's gonna be the same. But it's gonna it, it would be the same amount. Fit, yeah, what's I know. Fifteen yeah. minutes. <laughs> no, if you add it in the film and then bonus features at the end, it's it's a longer film. Like, but if it's an extended cut, I'd go because it's a it's a fuller, different experience of a film with a bunch of yeah, extras that I can see on the Blu-ray later. I don't care. But like, they've oh, already wait. said that probably doesn't exist. Well, I'm saying, but that's so what would get me to So let's not start to Snyder do. cut this whole thing. <laughs> and oh, that's God. what would get me You've out of the You've seen the Snyder cut. So, like, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be lured by deleted scenes. I mean, and not to be more, like, cynical, but or even the Stanley tribute. I think the big hook will be this post credit yeah. scene. Or a gag reel. People love those gag reels. Yeah, I love a gag reel, too. I don't want to sit in a theater and watch it. What are the odds that it's <laughs> but you, just... But, you want, but you're going to go You're going to go to see a Stan Lee tribute? No, I You're wrong. I, have the, you you know, were just I hope typing, Stan Lee is resting well. You were just obviously typing when I was talking because I just said, I don't want to go oh. for just deleted scenes or the Stan Lee he tribute. He did say that. Okay. I think the I big that. hook will be the post-credit scene, which is what... I mean, a few surprises is Kevin Feige's like dangling ticket over your head and saying, come back. I mean, Ven- that's really Venom why too. people will pile in for the hope of being the first to know and see, like, something big. So, like, while I want them to hold things, like, I think it would be really cool if you got a Black Widow sizzle reel. Or or if you got something like, like I said, an Eternals thing and there's just somebody walks into this very alien or just Eternals-looking setting and you just see the back of a woman and says something like, Thanos of Titan is dead, and it turns around, it's like freaking Angelina Jolie, like, or something like that. Like, would, that's would, something that instantly would generate headlines. Would you be interest. bummed if it was just a lead into Far From Home? That's what Spider-Man I was thinking. I, I have that in the list of things to do, and I said it's more likely to be that because it's understandable that Marvel, when Avengers Endgame was released originally, was not was like yo you're on your own with this far from home crap like <laughs> we're doing this and going for this 2 billion like whatever like mm-hmm. you're doing now time has passed and these first reactions from far from home have come out mm-hmm. saying stuff like this is the best Spider-Man movie ever it's unseating Spider-Man 2 like all this stuff now Marvel and there's now this all this interest because of the connectivity between Endgame and Spider-Man now Marvel has more of an incentive to make a win-win, right? Like, mm-hmm. we need a hook to get people back for Endgame to beat Avatar. Sony needs to make sure they want to get a final promotional push to make sure that people go out and see Far From Home. Let's all just partner up real buddy-buddy around the table, stick this extended preview at the end of this Endgame thing, and, you know, a preview that has some reference to Endgame and advancing the MCU, something that will really mm-hmm. intrigue or hook people, one of the twists... You know, and and throw that out there and and do that. So I mean, I think that will be the more likely way because it's the lazy way in Hollywood. So, but if that's what it is, are you still excited to go see it? Uh, No, but I don't know that beforehand. (laughs) So curiosity, yeah, Yeah, it's the thrill of not knowing. Yeah, I get that. It's like going into the freak tent to see a man eating chicken, and it's just a dude eating a bucket of KFC. Like, okay, so then then it raises the question: (laughs) If it leaks, what this post credits thing may be. If it is a Spider-Man thing, well, of course it's gonna leak. Are you gonna go? Uh, I'm gonna go just because I still need a three-hour excuse to get out of the house to go <laughs> do something. But could that? But could that hurt its chances? Oh, of- it, no! It's not a could. It absolutely will hurt its chances. Like only people then. Who, we're back to just the only people being the F Avatar crowd and getting back out. There. I'm sure there will be another letter. That'll make the rounds on Instagram. Don't spoil Don't spoil the, the end game the until we can spoil it for everyone else. <laughs> Don't spoil Don't it. Don't spoil our cash grab. Yeah. We want to beat Avatar. Go, Lord. So, 
Yeah, so, all right. <laughs> That'll be it. We'll see what happens with this re-release and if we can get to it and keep this little surprise at the end a surprise. Uh, moving right along from Marvel to Marvel. It's been revealed that Keanu Reeves is being, I mean, it's no secret, Keanu Reeves has been up for MCU roles for years. I remember dancing around the uh, kind of the thing back in Doctor Strange where we got word that he was being looked at for Doctor Strange. We know he was looked at for um, Jan Rog's, the, the Jan Rog role in Captain Marvel that ultimately went to Jude Law. Um, but uh, Kevin Feige revealed during these Spider-Man press con uh, conferences or tours that, yeah, they've been looking at Keanu. To for, Brandon. What's up? He said it to Brandon. Oh, was it also Brandon Davis? That he was looking at. That oh, okay. Been trying well, to get we Keanu don't want to give all day cowboy. <laughs> we don't, we don't want to skimp on all K Cowboys work. I mean, he's out there all day cowboy, and he's doing good work. Uh, it's a he's verb the, now. Yeah, I mean, he's on the old town road with this. But uh, Brandon Davis <laughs> broke another scoop that Marvel has been basically dancing around Keanu Reeves for years, and they look at him for every single project, and they are still trying to find a way to kind of get him into the MCU. And uh, Keanu's stock has never been hotter right now for some reason. The Keanu Sants. Uh, yeah, the John Wick 3, I mean, came out, but uh, it's just been much more than that. He's been everywhere, just kind of blowing up again. You got Cyberpunk, always. Yeah, been you, like, got hot, you got hot actresses from the 90s now just telling you how much love. How they be keeping the flames burning for Keanu all these years? <laughs> he's invading video games. Like he's still making hit action movies. He's got Bill and Ted on the way. It's a good time to be Keanu. Um, and even when he says crazy things, he's like immune. So <laughs> it's a rare thing these days. So it's a hot time to be Keanu. So everybody's trying to figure out where Keanu should be in the MCU. And again, we've done an extensive list. You should check out on comicbook.com. Um, kind of breaking down a lot of the choices you've heard before and some of the ones you maybe haven't. Uh, but who do you guys want to see Keanu Reeves play? I was, I was interested to kind of go around and, and get everybody's pick. I think for me, uh, my top two picks for him would be um, seeing him play. I would like to see Keanu Reeves play like a broken down Richard Ryder after the collapse of the Nova Corps and kind of a disturbed. Training up a uh uh, Sam Alexander. Yeah, training maybe. Sam Alexander. Oh, okay. Um, I think that would be good and kind of passing in one of those torch passing roles uh, because Keanu, I think, could do that kind of torture kind of ex-soldier thing really well. Um, and he's racially ambiguous enough that you could potentially make him Sam Alexander's father and still keep the character's kind of Latino heritage part of it and it wouldn't be too upsetting, you know, based on who the mother, I mean, you know, you obviously you cast a Latino mother, you have Keanu's father, and then you got this kind of like interesting little mix for Sam Alexander. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that would be interesting. And the other one would be uh, him playing Mark Spector Moon Knight, uh, the Warren Ellis version with like Mr. Knight and, you know, Mark Spector sitting around talking to old Egyptian, you know, death gods and stuff like that. And just that weird offbeat kind of detective Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be kind of cool for him to play. Uh, I would very much like that. I mean, I'd love. I still personally loved his offbeat kind of dry offbeat take on Constantine, oh, even though that. it was so different. Like, I love that movie. It was like one of my favorite comic book movies of the two thousands. I don't get why people hate that movie. Uh, they no. just they were just. I mean, at the time, it was like, you know, Keanu was still being made fun of, kind of for being a wooden actor and. People, the only people who really knew Constantine were the like DC Vertigo diehards right. who loved El Blazer. And, I mean, you know, I loved Keanu in uh, Devil's Advocate. Yeah, oh, Devil's yeah. Advocate. Oh, like, he's got a ton of. If you go, dude, back I love through. Keanu Reeves movies. Period. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, he's got a lot of hits. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, 
And so, like, I would like to see that. Um, I think my third one, I think I said, because I feel like I'm the only one who keeps arguing for this, but that's okay, was that uh, in Shang-Chi, I want him, Shang-Chi's father, if you know Shang-Chi's origin story, is a character named Fu Manchu, who's like this horrible Chinese stereotype of a sneaky Chinese villain, and we don't need any more of that. So I thought, it, I've been saying for a long time, it'd be a great idea, I'm not the only one to kind of lump Shang-Chi's father, Fu Manchu, together with the real version of the Mandarin mm -hmm. and present that. It would be a great way to kind of hook Shang-Chi into the deeper parts of the Marvel Universe, yeah. cinematic universe. And I think that would be good for Keanu. I think you should take the Mandarin, Fu Manchu, and the Mandarin son from the comics and kind of lump them together and make the Mandarin kind of a part Asian, part uh, American or Western white hmm. guy who is a businessman on the surface, but like a total psycho yeah. and terrorist leader, but not like beneath all that. Um, and connections to martial arts, ancient Chinese mysticism and legends and all that. And I think Keanu is one of the rare actors you could do that with. Um, somebody already was in a comment saying, yo, you want to start the whitewashing controversy? He's like, Keanu Reeves is part Chinese. Like that is part of, I mean, he's like a mutt of everything, but part of that muttness is Chinese. Yeah. So like it's there. And so like, yeah, you could get over that hump and, and have him be, Somebody who could, he, that would be a role where he could kind of be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for a while um, and not, not have to do everything at once, but kind of appear and be a larger big bad. And that'd be interesting for me. Connor, you gotta. Uh, my pick is, uh, is a, I know it's a long shot, but I think it plays into uh, his interesting acting ability. Don't get me wrong, I love Keanu Reeves. Mm -hmm. If you give him a ton of lines in a movie, some of his weaknesses are gonna shine through. What makes John Wick work so well is the guy says maybe 10 lines of dialogue. It, his, his silence and his presence are what carry him through a lot of performances. So give him a character that's silent. Give him Black Bolt. Now I know we bombed with the Inhumans once already, but since you're bringing in the X-Men here, presumably in the next couple of years, yeah. what if you did a story where the X-Men and the Inhumans are going at it? You're gonna make Vin you, Diesel really unhappy. I know. <laughs> but then you gotta have you gotta have somebody on the inhuman side that we care about. So why not the strong, silent leader that p portrays a force of nature? I don't hate like I actually like Keanu as Black Bolt. I mean that doesn't and Black Bolt's actually gone up my ranking over the last few years in the comics, mm -hmm. the show. Everyone's gonna try and forget the albatross that that was. Uh, but I do actually like that idea. Uh, if you can relaunch the inhumans, I mean me, I. Uh, like, and we were kind of talking about this earlier, Kofi. Like, I'm, I like him as Moon Knight, and I think Dan Slott actually made a pretty good argument as far as because he's dealing with you're dealing with three personalities within him plus Khonshu, so you're dealing with four people constantly having conversations, and all of those characters are characters that Keanu has proven he can play, and so to see him go between like you know. Uh, this kind of cabbie driver, you're on the ground, you're kind of more this like private eye guy to going to a corporate suit. And then you're going, you know, to another guy who's like insecure and what I, he, he can play all that stuff. I would love to see what he can do with that. And whichever costume you want to do, cool. Like if you want to do I mean, a, you switch a between mash, all of them. Well, yeah. yeah. But I, I really do like that. And what's crazy about the characters we mentioned before, like the ones he's been considered for, I wouldn't, replace him with those people that ended up getting those roles because I like them in those like I and I like how they ended up. You guys are giving him too far big of roles. 
What if you just I made mean, him? Moon Knight is not. That's but, a but he would be C-list he would be, character. But he I would love. be a. But you're. But you're all like, with the exception of, I would say, you know, that the Kofi's um, Mandarin mashup. Um, like those are very big leading man roles. In my head, I don't necessarily think. I mean, I, I only gave a sampling of my list. I had. True. I took that all into consideration. I had smaller roles. If he plays a high evolutionary, that's mm-hmm. a tiny role. Like, I mean, it's a villain role, but it's not a guy who has to speak much or do much or be in movie. He could be Nightmare and Doctor Strange, which would be a fun turn. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to, it, like, if the rumors are true of they're trying to get him in for for Eternals, like, Druig is 1,000% who I would want to see him play. I would rather him, I, I addressed Eternals and I say I'd rather him be the high evolutionary in Eternals or play Star Fox and, like, the reinvented, MVP. the recent mm-hmm. reinvented version mm-hmm. of Star Fox, who's Kind of like two face, yeah. yeah, and yeah, especially with Thanos being dead, that would be kind of a great thing. And it would be great to see Keanu play like a Lothario <laughs> guy, just like seducing people all the time, and then also have him be like really crazy underneath it all. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be kind of interesting. Yeah, that'd so. be good. Or he could I just play himself. Now, now Star Fox. I want to see yeah. Star Fox. Yeah, now he's he's soldier, but he could also just play himself. Yeah, I'm Keanu, guys. Keanu Reeves, world's greatest human. Yeah, right. well, we'll leave it there and let the people decide because we got to keep it moving. But uh. Who do you guys want to see Keanu Reeves play in the MCU? Anybody in our list? Anybody you heard mentioned up here? Let us know. Hashtag Comic Book Nation. As we jump from Marvel to more Marvel to talk <laughs> about Spider-Man Far From Home. So this one was kind of on the bubble for a lot of us. We didn't know. I mean, I loved Homecoming. I think I'm one of the biggest Homecoming lovers up here. Um, but we all were kind of like, we don't know about Far From Home because... The trailers were kind of generic. The villains were kind of generic. The Mysterio thing, we didn't, we still don't know, like, really how to ground that or take that because we don't know if it's real or genuine or if there's going to be a rug pulled out from us because that's what Mysterio does. And so we were just hoping, like, you know, this wouldn't be kind of just a lackluster follow-up to Avengers Endgame. But, man, these first reactions are crazy. They're so much better than I thought they would be where people are coming back and saying, you know, um... On the one hand, that this is a perfect kind of antithesis to Endgame, which is a very heavy kind of thing. Um, it's no less comic booky than Endgame is in terms of the kind of fantastical things they're willing to take on, you know, alternate dimensions, elemental monsters, all that stuff. Uh, but we're hearing things like that this is the best Spider-Man movie ever. Uh, some people are going as far to say it, un- it dethrones Spider-Man 2 as the greatest Spider-Man movie, which is a big deal. It's a big statement. Um, and generally that people are loving this movie and you might be jaded and say, well, this was like a press screening. They always say this stuff, but you don't usually hear it on this level, right? Like it's never really like this thing. Like here's what our own Brandon Davis said. Cause he just saw it. Uh, Spider-Man far from home is an absolute home run. It's so much fun. It's huge in and of itself. And for the future of the MCU in the most surprising ways, Tom Holland, Jake Gyllenhaal, just a lethal, awesome combo. I cannot wait to see this movie again and again and again. I think I added that last and again. Um, yeah, and we've heard that Jake Gyllenhaal is is awesome in the role mm-hmm. of Mysterio. Kind of like the secret weapon of the movie is what a lot of people are saying. Yeah. yeah. And, and, of course, it's frustrating because we have no idea what that means yet because <laughs> we have no idea about what the big twists are. Um, only that we've heard this big twist is going to, like, shock Marvel fans. It's going to blow minds. And there's post-credit scenes that might be one of the best post-credit That's scenes what I've for heard, yeah. kind of I, setting I up got, the future. I got the spoiled MCU. by them, and yeah, they're major. 
Yeah, uh, Jim. Jim Enormous. always is sitting I know, on, like, just stay it. over he just there. He puts it out there. Stay Enormous. over there with your crazy secrets. No, don't ruin it for the rest of us. then for the us. next week, hey, you, you hear what you some of our, You hear what our one three-star review for this show says. Yeah. <laughs> Too many spoilers. <laughs> and we're talking about you, Browns Bear. You know who you are. Ooh. Your three-star review. Whoa, whoa, but we're not dropping any more spoilers. We're giving nobody any excuses to, uh, to hate on us. So... We do know that there's a big twist and game change in this. So, um, yeah, I mean, now I'm more excited than ever to see Far From Home. I see it next week. Uh, we'll have a review for you guys probably next going into next weekend. Uh, so a full weekend before it comes out. We'll try to keep that one very separated into spoiler, non-spoiler talk. We'll probably uh, have some uh, bonus episodes, too. Brandon got to talk, you know, Brandon's talk with Kevin and, yeah. and Amy Pascal. So Yeah, so Brandon Davis has been talking to all the bigwigs, so we'll let you know about all that stuff. So we'll probably do a full spoilers discussion of, N- of uh, Far From Home. Um, yeah, we're making plans as we're going along here. But uh, you guys, I mean, Matt, you kind of are middle of the road for this for this Spider-Man franchise. So how are you feeling? Uh, I mean, I've, I read a lot of the reactions, and they all kind of, I mean, they hit the things I thought would be interesting. In it. I mean, Mysterio seems far and away to be the most interesting. He was the most interesting parts of the trailer. The multiverse aspects of it are the most intriguing because of Endgame and what those kind of, you know, all the uh, the stakes that those have. So that's the most interesting thing still. I'm, I do not know. It's going to be very hard to have this movie be better than, I love those first two Spider-Man movies. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be hard to see that. Like Homecoming didn't surpass that for me. Um, We'll see. Like I'm, I'm excited, kind of. Like I'm very middle of the road. Does it still. scare you that Captain Marvel might be the worst Marvel movie released this year? Oh, bump, bump, bump. What are you I mean, I'm that's just factually in incorrect. I'm saying, popular <laughs> and it won't opinion. make any popular opinion. It won't make nearly the money. I'm either. just trolling now. Just, I know. I was like, that's factually incorrect. Just stop. Like, you don't think Spider Man's going to make the money that Captain Marvel did? Mm, what did uh, Homecoming make? Spider-Man? What did Homecoming make? Homecoming didn't make a lot of money. Okay, so what did... <laughs> but if, if people were out there saying this one's better than Spider-Man 2. Uh, people said a lot of things about Shazam too, and that thing made... Oh, so wow. I'm just you saying... Didn't even... Just that one right I'm right. just saying. I was just trolling. Let's not get too bogged down. <laughs> Connor, how do you feel? Uh, the thing that excites me most are the Mysterio comments. Because what could get this movie over Spider-Man 2 is how good your villain. Can you top Alfred Molina as Doc Ock? So good. That's the determining factor for me. I don't have any idea as to what this guy's bringing to the table. We all assume he's just lying about the multiverse stuff. What if he's not lying? What if that's the real twist? That could be cool, actually. He just looks awesome. Captain Captain Marvel only made $100,000 more domestic than uh, Spider-Man. What did it make worldwide, Jim? Talking big. What did it make worldwide, Jim? 880. Close enough. Didn't didn't hit a billion. So I would say I would say I would say Far From Home has a chance. It does. I think so. I mean, Homecoming. I mean, everybody was so jaded about Spider Man being relaunched again at the time. They loved Tom Holland and Spider Man. I mean, in Civil War, but like, yeah, it was there was a lot of jadedness about Homecoming and that whole thing. So. I think we've gotten over that hump. So, and I think the this being the follow up to Endgame will be a big deal. I think it'll hit a billion. Um, yeah, just not too much over it, like nowhere near two billion or anything like that. I just I'm the same thing of I. I mean, I've said it how many times about Homecoming? Like Homecoming was a fine movie, but it just didn't 
do anything for me as far as anything above that. So. Yeah, the, just the more I see of Tom Holland doing like press, the more I just love him as Peter. Oh, he's yeah, great. He is Spider Man. Yeah, That's, he's yeah. I mean, I mean, hands down, he's nailed no better than any of that else. All right, so. Last but not least, we have some Marvel talk, and uh, that Marvel <laughs> talk <laughs> is that Marvel talk is that we've been getting this countdown, and we didn't address this earlier, but we've been getting this countdown for Spider-Man, you know, four, three, two, one, every day, and people have been freaking out because you know when the four appeared, we all thought like this is Spider-Man four, they're gonna somehow. Do like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Four as like a comic or something, which is a brilliant idea. Now, yeah. like, anyway, like the idea of them adapting Sam Raimi's mm-hmm. Spider-Man Four into a comic would sell tons of money. Yeah, I mean, I agree. So, like, we were all excited for that. Then the three came, and then people were like, "Uh, this is Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man Three comic, like that we're getting or something." Then the two, it was like, Venom 2 is coming, like, (laughs) or all three of them. Um, But then the one got here, and now we know that uh, this was another J.J. Abrams Lost-style reveal. Ah, gotcha! J.J. Abrams is making a Spider-Man comic with his son, Henry. Yay! What a frickin' letdown. Um, yeah, so that's what's happening with this Spider-Man countdown. J.J. Abrams is making a Spider-Man comic with his son, Henry. We do not have many details, except that it will debut in September and uh, be a mini-series. Five issues. Five issues, and will introduce a brand new villain named Cadaverous. Yeah. Ooh, maybe he'll partner with Cardiac one day. Like, <laughs> Cardiac and Cadaverous. Oh my god, what if he does? And Cadaverous will be a problem for both Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and Mary Jane Watson. Couldn't, couldn't go podcast without saying cardiac. I didn't Kofi say it. said it. And Kofi <laughs> said it. Oh, yeah, I said this. I threw it out there. I didn't say it. I love to see Matt's eyes light oh, up and talk cardiac. Um, you so, know what's crazy? Hype really screwed this. Because if you, yeah. they had just put this out there, people would have reacted Well, fine. I can't go on my expletive-laden rant about J.J. <laughs> Abrams and, and being like the Jewish M. Night Shyamalan and... <laughs> Trying to like always just give us twists and surprises for like the stupidest things. Mystery box. This is con all over again. I, I mean, as look. somebody who had to live through and write about con. the con, the secret. How many con theories? You think Endgame theories were annoying? Yeah, uh. right. Go back to Star Trek Two and con theories for like <laughs> a year and a half. Like, oh, I mean, let's man. be real. This is gonna be a story that his kid's gonna write. That JJ will look over and make sure it makes a little bit of sense. And there, it's going to go out into the world. This, Nepotism but, but, at its best. But think about the sales pitch. Hi, son. Do you want to work on a comic book together? <laughs> By the way, the promotion for it's going to make everyone hate you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel I don't feel great. I, I kind of agree with you there because I don't feel great for a son having to read comments on Twitter. I think that'll YouTube. wash that, that'll wash over and people won't care. The real big thing is like if the first issue is is great, then good. Yeah. Great. Well, then we've got a great another Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man. I did the same thing when you told <laughs> yeah, me that. Yeah, you did. I, I automatically just heard then, Star Wars. Yeah. Then we've got a great Spider-Man miniseries that hopefully will have some great art by Sarah Pichelli and will be and everyone. Yeah, will be this fine. doesn't reflect on the quality or anything. It's just when they started with four, they set themselves oh, up to just absolutely. have the. Yeah, win I don't know who didn't think about that in marketing. Like, start on five. But can Marvel Comics make? Like, do a teaser campaign anymore that doesn't have people immediately thinking it's a movie or something else, you know, big and related? I, I don't know. 
But when you start with four, you know you what people are going to say. I didn't think you needed to tease it. Just dropping today. That's true. They could. J.J. Abrams is doing a Spider-Man comic is enough of a headline generator. And Marvel does this. And people would have been like awed, like, <gasps> like you didn't need to build up to that. Yeah, you I don't agree. need to build up to something that's already going to shock at all people. <laughs> Every week we see another. Oh. Uh, revealing the thing. Eight teasers later, we get a whole assembled thing. Like, it's the same thing over and over again. So, yeah. Let's so, I mean, I'm interested to see what this is going to be. Um, or, I mean, Henry, we'll see if Henry Abrams is a really great storyteller. I don't hate on anybody as a storyteller myself. So, we'll see what this is. But, um, yeah, I just don't think this was the way to announce this. This was just more annoying than kind of intriguing. Spider-Man It's Thwip. Yeah, I still want that. Fu- <laughs> and like, out of this, I'm gonna be like, yeah, that miniseries was great. So, when's that Spider-Man Four comic coming? <laughs> Giant size Spider-Man Four? Come on. They really need to do that. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just exactly. needs to happen. It just needs to happen. I think you marketed something else yeah. <laughs> while you were trying to market the thing you were marketing. But all right, all right. So, stay tuned because when we come back, we are going to review Toy Story Four and preview WWE's uh, Stomping Grounds. I keep forgetting the name of that event. Stomping Grounds. Everyone else is, too. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll be back after the shade clears. All right. So, Toy Story 4, Pixar's deepest sequel bench yet. Uh, I think it was before we started recording that I went on a whole Toy Story rant also. Been a lot of expletive-laden rants before this show, but uh, we're a family show, so we don't do that here. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's no secret that I haven't been into the Toy Story franchise. I love the first film. I really think it's a classic. I didn't get into the sequels because I'm not really into Pixar sequels, period. I don't think there's any Pixar sequels. I was kind of disappointed by The Incredibles 2. So, like, yeah, I'm not a big Pixar sequel fan. But thankfully, I'm not reviewing this. Uh, I got to drag my butt out and see Chucky tonight. So that's (laughs) what I'll be doing. Um, Jim Viscardi, you saw Toy Story 4, and you had some pretty... Uh, passioned kind of reactions to it. So yeah. here's our first producer's review. <laughs> I, I mean, I really liked it. I was one of the first people when they announced it, I was like, do you really need Toy Story 4? And uh, this movie goes and shows, yeah, yeah, we kind of do. Um, it The the directors have gone, you know, to say that this movie ends Woody's story. Um and, and it very much does that. And when you look back on it, this Toy Story 4 makes me actually actively dislike 3 um, in that uh, what they do for the characters, like even like the main roster of toys don't really get that much screen time. They maybe at most get 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, and Buzz gets maybe a tiny bit more. Um, it's, it's a story that's very much focused on, on Woody. Um, it's very, you know, focused on his reunion with Bo. Uh, but at at the same time, it kind of blows the doors kind of wide open on what the world of Toy Story could be, uh, in that, like, I don't think we need Toy Story five, but I'm way more interested now in potentially seeing like what, where else we can go and see some of these characters, like what they do for Bo Peep and showing her, like, you know, they, they give you a, a, they do a very good job of catching you up on where Bo has been and, and why she is, why she is, which is a totally kick ass character. I wanted, I kind of want to see more of what Bo's life was like. Yeah. And we're like, we're going to, and I think we're going to get that with the, you know, the rumored Disney Plus series, or that may be an official Disney Plus series. Um, 
but even some of the stuff that, that they do with like the you know the new toy you know Forky and what um, you, you know you see this this object that grows up has to grow up very very fast uh, and and what it all does you know kind of at, at the end it just ties a nice bow on it um, there the the moment at the end is kind of the moment that I think a lot of people have been waiting for and when it happens it's done in a very satisfying way that when it's all said and done you won't you think okay now 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 I do want a little bit more uh it's easily the i mean naturally it would be the best looking but this is some of the best Pixar animation even that was animation in general that we've seen I know there's a lot of like brouhaha over oh my god Andy looks so different and whatnot and like I and I asked the directors about that and I was like they're like what do you ex- like yeah. what do you kind of expect we couldn't just <laughs> cut Andy from Toy Story 1 and put him into this movie and not have it look totally crazy um but but I don't know I, I, it's gonna make a, a bunch of money um I like where it leaves all of the characters it's a great Ending to I think the the, the Twister franchise I think it sh- it really shows the weaknesses of two and three, um, in, in a way that like I, I don't really like two I I liked three uh, I was like one is will forever be my my favorite, but this movie because it does the character moments so well and the plot moves along in in, in such a great manner that it really shows. The weak, like they said, the weaknesses of. of Would you say this is kind of like more like a direct sequel to one, in terms of like the characters? Probably, like if one ended with Andy giving his, like if one ended with Andy giving his toys away, um, and just sort of going like showing the, the transient nature uh, of toys and and sort of things like and how people just sort of grow as they interact with new people that they sort of come uh, into contact with in their life. Yeah, absolutely. It, it could very well be a sequel to yeah i only ask because like one is such a woody i mean it, they became ensemble pieces later but like right. one is such a woody story yep about woody trying to kind of hold on to meaning and his attachment to andy and deal mm-hmm. with this the the kind of changing trends in toys which is represented as buzz being this kind of antagonist character and stuff like that yeah um and it seems like a, a more woody focused story again for sure all right well so after hearing it. that would you go see it no <laughs> no, uh, uh, you grump. No, I'm, uh, I'm, no, I'm going to check it out. But when it hits home video, I'll, I'm going to try to sit my kids down and like. It, there you go. You know, yeah, I mean, one of the cool, one of the one of the most interesting things is is seeing seeing the character Woody try and cling on to someone who's clearly moved on from him through someone else. Like he is trying to stay in Bonnie's life through Forky and the desperate measures that he will go to to do that, and then realize, you know, and then you know he has this realization that um, everyone can live, you know, everyone can sort of be together. And so it's, 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 it's great. I've heard Keanu is the funniest part of it. He, he is. I thought the key and key and peel characters uh, were better. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, like I said, the, the movie does such a great job of introducing the characters, giving you everything you need to know in a, such a seamless, easy fashion that, I mean, like there's a ton of great jokes. It's very, very, it's a very, very funny movie. He has a lot of those very funny moments. Uh, but to me, I thought the Key and Peele characters were, uh, cool. were funny. All right. So Toy Story 4 in theaters. Be sure to check that out and let us know what you thought at Comic Book Nation. Now we're going to go from the childhood joy of toys to the childhood to adult joy of greased slap flighting. 
which is where we pick up with the WWE, and Matt and Connor are going to give us our rundown of stomping grounds. It's time for the boots. Boots! You guys have brought actual boots. I've been wondering why there was a boot sitting by your desk all day, Matt. I just was like, I didn't question your fashion choice. Did you bring a pair of boots each, or did you just bring in one boot? I knew he only brought in one, yeah, so I, I just brought in one. I couldn't find the other one. <laughs> So there you, you go. Literally had one boot by your desk. I, I did, and everyone kept asking me about it. It's like it's a bit. Yeah, I'm too it's scared. Like, I'm too scared of active shooters in the workplace to ask those kinds of questions. Like, oh, why is it single? Wow. Well, that's well, oh, a turn. I was having. I don't a, know. You see a coworker come in, just bring one boot and sit by God, his desk, okay. like. You just like this guy's on the edge. This was a nice comedic bit, and then you ruined. <laughs> Still a nice comedic bit. It just went to uh, took it you to know, a very dark. Just some black black comedy, you know. Oh, there you go. Okay, Ooh. okay, Matt. So Connor. So we've got a we've got a show in Tacoma, Washington this weekend called Stomping Grounds. I don't know why it's called that, but that's what they went with. The name sucks. The logo is awesome. The logo is really said. dumb. No, what? The logo's it's really dumb, and the advertising's <laughs> dumb, where they just have everybody just trying to stomp oh, on like so the this can. Is, is this you, better or worse than Great Balls of Fire? this is why you bought the boots, because... At least that was it's the one. It's a boot. It's shaped like a the boot. The logo of this wrestling event is a boot, and that's why there are boots and it yes. looks awesome. floating around the studio. Okay. Well, I'm up to speed now. I thought it was Timbaland's new brand extension, and it's not. It's a pay-per-view. So, to answer your but. question, Jim, Great Balls of Fire was better, because it was funnier. No! Yes. This is so much better than Great Balls of Fire. That was so lame. The logo is a boot. It's this called Stomping Grounds. It doesn't make sense that it's Stomping Grounds. What's their Stomping Grounds about Washington? Okay, because Backlash makes sense. Or yeah, any it, of the other it ones place that after have. WrestleMania, and it was the Backlash uh, to that show. Blah. You guys are really selling this event. We really are. Because here's the thing, Kofi. This event is kind of a letdown. Because of the Saudi Arabia show two weeks ago and all of the mess that came with that, a lot of these matches didn't have a lot of time to get hyped up. So it's basically all rematches from previous shows. So can, Okay, but can I say real quick before we get into our, our thing, right? Sure. Because Jim kind of mentioned earlier that he was like, well, I haven't really paid attention. And I'm, when that pay-per-view hit, the Saudi Arabia event, I was also not a big fan of, one, them doing that in the first place. There's a bunch of baggage that comes with that. Mm -hmm. uh, so the only match I paid attention to was Goldberg and Undertaker. Just because I'm a Goldberg mark, that turned out to be bad too. That pretty, was terrible. Uh, pretty disappointing. Uh, so for someone like me who's kind of skipped that, this is actually fresh because I haven't, I didn't have that like pay-per-view experience. I kind of skipped over it. If you saw that pay-per-view though, I can totally see why you would think, oh, this is just point, you know, this is 2.0. But for me, I think I'm actually getting more out of this one because... I didn't come with the extra baggage. See, for me, I was hoping that the matches at Super Showdown, Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin, yeah. Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston, I hope that, oh, it, we're just leading up to these, and then we'll get to something more substantial yeah. afterwards. No such luck. Yeah. Now we just get more of the same. One's in a cage match, which probably won't matter. Yeah. The other, it's a special guest referee that might be in Baron's corner. I right? know. Do you like my Laparka? Yeah, I like hey, earlier <laughs> on your predictions. You tried to sell Laparka La again. The so, in the interest of time, now that you guys have set this up as a wonderful <laughs> event, why don't you run down what matches we should be looking forward to, if any? Uh, the match of the night will be Ricochet versus Samoa Joe for the United States Championship. Uh, Ricochet is an incredible talent who has not been given a lot of opportunities yet to show what he can do. Joe has always been fantastic. Mm -hmm. They kind of stop and start with what they want to do with him. 
They're just putting these two guys together. If you give them 15 minutes, no screwy finishes, no controversies, no nothing, this will be an excellent match. I, I agree. I, think, I cannot wait for that match. Uh, I hope someone doesn't get hurt or anything like that because, like, I know that kind of derailed one of Joe's like previous matches and things, so I hope that stays the same. I also am actually looking to throw shade at Rey Mysterio. Well, no, I'm just stating a fact. <laughs> Everyone's trying to troll me today. Uh, but, like, I also think the Bailey-Alexa Bliss match could actually turn out to be something good, like, if if they're giving enough time. I, this is the first want... time we've seen Alexa Bliss, like, really back in the ring. She's kind of been back these past couple weeks. But in a pay-per-view setting, yeah. I would say. And yeah. they need to redeem themselves from two years ago because that about killed Bailey's career. Yeah. So I think they could do, and with Nikki Cross kind of being the wild card, I think that could be a good match. So I'm hopeful for this. Yeah. Problem with this show is I don't think any title changes, and I cannot remember the last time that happened. I think there will be one, but I, and I, I hate to say this because the one I think it will be is the one I don't want it to be, which is I think Joe could lose and they'll give it he to Ricochet. He just got it back. I know, but they treat that thing like garbage, so it doesn't matter. I mean, it has all the... They've treated the 24-7 belt better than they've treated the United <laughs> States Championship. You're goddamn right. <laughs> so I'm saying they'll take it off and give it to Ricochet and it, make him earn it again. But I don't see any of the other big guns losing their belts. No Brock Lesnar cashing. You got your guy right there. I do have him. I, I, I think they'll do something with him. I don't know if he'll actually, like... Cashing in because, like, last time you know, they were like, Oh, but he never the, turned what if, it in. What if he's the secret ref? That's the that's one that of two ways payday. that that that's one of two ways that referee thing is interesting. Is if it's Brock, it's it's oh, hey, he'll just destroy both guys, cash in, and we're done. If it's Bray, I don't think he'll cash in, I think he will just destroy both guys and walk away. Yeah, that would be the epic troll. I, I do love your brave. Okay, theory. so my prediction I pitched the idea for Bray Wyatt. Because we saw him leave the Firefly Funhouse this past week. Kofi, that would take way too long for me to explain. Yeah, it's a long thing. Basically, this guy is, picture an evil Mr. Rogers who turns into a demon clown. You know, no, it's about like three like, to four minutes. Uh, yeah, Mr. Rogers slash Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Ask. Or I get, you know what? I get, I get Steve from Blue's Clues. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So my idea is he shows up. He's looking all nice with his sweater and his man bun. He's got the referee shirt on. But then somebody accidentally bumps into him, and he just gets mad, and the lights go out. And then, his and then the music from this week's segment starts playing. Come back on. He's the fiend. And he's got that Joker mask-looking thing on and all that. And he just beats the hell out of everybody. I would love that. If they do that, that would be great. So, yes, you've sold me on the ref, if it's that. If it's anything else, I'll be disappointed. They kinda, it kind of can't be anything else because they've, they've pitched like, oh, he's the ref. No, he's the ref. And Seth just keeps killing him with chairs. <laughs> Poor, poor Eric Young, um, as um, we talked um, about Unless earlier. the twist is everyone that Seth attacked is the referee. Now he's really screwed. Oh, God. What if it is that? Anyway. Ugh. Okay. So that, so your match in the night, then? You look at Samoa Joe and Ricochet? Yeah. Right? It's, okay. It's a, it's a low bar to hit, but they'll hit it. Yeah. No, I agree. That's, that's my money's on that, too. So, I, I mean, it's going to be, it's not going to be... A WrestleMania-type show, it's going to be more mundane than that. But I think ultimately when we come back and look at it, I'm hoping, anyway, that we'll actually have more of a positive outlook on it than we perhaps think we're going to. Go I ahead. certainly hope so. I hope after this show they get on track again for, for SummerSlam. Raw was actually good this week. I, I didn't know really good. I didn't know what to do with my hands afterwards. I'm like, wow, that was, that was really good. What the <laughs> hell? I hope they whatever they found this past week – I hope that continues. They made a Roman segment. The Roman segment Great. was the. He looked like John Wick. Yeah, that was, that was walked, awesome. He walks in there. He's like, "I told you I was gonna, I was gonna hurt you." 
And they actually Part made, of my family. and Miz delivered like s- several promos. I thought that were on fire. So I thought he was great. So, so yeah. So there is potential just after this Sunday. So that's stomping grounds. So you guys have sold me. I'll be watching. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't think you're going to watch. I'm just Sounds going on like a live. Captain Marvel of wrestling events. You were oh, just, no, sir. You were just trying to troll me so I, hard. I don't know why you fall for it. You know I, I like don't, Captain why Marvel. Are you, I, you know that I like Captain then? Marvel. She, she did cost Johnny Gargano the NXT championship. That's what he told me when I, he saw my shoes. He was like, <laughs> can't, are, you, can't are you ready be, to lose the championship? Can't be wearing that gear. You lose the title. First time. You know I love Captain Marvel. I'm just trolling. So that'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. If you are now just hopping on the journey and would like to join us more regularly, we post new episodes every Wednesday and Friday on comicbook.com where you can find them. You can also subscribe to our RSS feed there where you can get regular updates when we post new episodes or you can subscribe to the show on your favorite listening platform. We are on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Google Playlist, or you can tell any Amazon Alexa device to play Comic Book Nation podcast, and it will fire up for you. If you want to join in the discussion of anything we've heard on the show, just hit us up on social media at the hashtag Comic Book Nation and let us know your thoughts. Or if you want to contact us individually, you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB. At Connor Casey underscore CB. And if you like the show, please go on your favorite listening platform and leave us a five-star review. If you leave us a five-star review and we read it on the show, we will send you some comic book swag. If you leave us a three-star review or something like that, you get nothing. You get called out. Like, yeah, like Browns Bear who uh, left us a three-star review because he or she felt the show had too many spoilers. Well, just to warn you, we always tell you when we're going to talk spoilers. We never just drop them in here. So uh, all you got to do is listen in, and you'll hear about spoilers. And we just gave you a review of Toy Story 4 that had no spoilers, so there's that. All right. So five-star reviews. Do you have a good review to yeah, read? Yeah, do you have or? a good review to balance that out a little bit? No, I mean, I'm not, not to read right now. I like to save them, but I have a bunch. We have a couple that are stacking up. I like to get at least three. We have two good new reviews. We need one more. If you want to be the third review, you will get some swag on our next episode. So... We have new great t-shirts to send. Leave us a five-star review. We'll get one to you. That'll do it for Comic Book Nation. And this is episode 42. We'll see you guys for episode 43. Later. Later.